0: Welcome to your most visionary life. On this weekly podcast, I chat with visionary humans and I'm asking them the one question that you probably want to know the answer to. How did they create, launch, and build the business of their dreams? My name is Kelsey Rydell and I am the founder of Visionary Life and the Visionary Method 90-day business coaching program for aspiring and startup entrepreneurs. The intention behind all of our visionary content is simple, and that is to plug you into the people, inspiration, and information that will help you to live and to lead your own most visionary life. As you begin to listen to the episodes, you'll discover one obvious and common thread, and that's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. But perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe. And that led you to live an ordinary life. This show will help you break down the intimidation behind launching a business, and it will shine a spotlight on people just like you with similar life experience who are creating the business and life of their dreams using the time-honored principles of consistent daily action. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. All right. Welcome back to the show. It has been a while. I might be a little bit rusty and I'm kind of just diving into this intro because I feel inspired to get it done. I have like 16 minutes before my next call and I just wanted to jump in and talk to you guys while I'm feeling inspired. And yes, this might not be the most organized intro, but I want to record it while it's fresh in my mind too because I just finished an interview with. Tara Richie. And you are going to love this episode because Tara is not only extremely knowledgeable and business savvy and a mom and an entrepreneur, what I brought her on the show for was to chat about her business of becoming a virtual assistant or a VA. And I just think this is such an incredible career path for people who are out of work, for people who want to start a business and are not sure you know, what to do so they could just compile their skills and help others for people who want part-time work, for a mom who wants to stay home. There's just so many ways that you can become a VA and we talk a lot about that in the episode. And the reason why I got connected to Tara was because her sister-in-law actually tagged her in a Facebook post that I put up a few months back and I just had virtual assistants on my mind. I was looking to hire one And so I just put out a Facebook that said, does anyone have a connection to a VA? And that sparked me to think, wow, I should really interview someone for the podcast and just get a little bit more info about what this career path is like. So I cannot wait to dive into this episode. But first, I wanted to take a quick little hot second to talk about something that's been on my mind. Okay, here's what's been on my mind. There are so many people right now who, for whatever reason, tend to tell me that they're just a little bit unhappy in their lifestyle. They're not fulfilled. They're feeling bluesy, especially because it's winter here in Ontario. They want to create a better life, something that feels more aligned in their bones and their soul and allows them to spend more time doing what they love. And the first thing that comes to mind is honestly, well why don't you join my free five-day challenge? I run this four times a year. You may have seen me talk about it because I talk about it a lot. It's called the Idea to Income Challenge. And all it is, it's five days in a row, five workbooks, five videos from me, all done in a very supportive community. We have over 150 people in the group now. And we just work through an idea that you may have and see if there's a potential for it to become an income, okay? And sometimes you get to the end of the challenge and you're like, you know what, I'm done with this idea. It's not ever gonna be my thing. Some people get to the end and they decide, this is gold, I need to run forward with this. And what I think is so cool is that in that five day period, you have the complete support have all the other participants, you have access to me, I show up for you every day and it really is invaluable to go through all that content and it's tens and tens of pages of workbooks that I put you through and you're getting all that for free. So if you'd like to join, I would encourage you to go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash visionary method or you can just click the link in my Instagram bio or you'll find it on my website. Pick and choose. Whatever feels best for you. And I hope you'll join me. The next round starts on February 4th. So you've got to get inside of that group before then to reap all the benefits. So back to Tara, a little bit about her, a wife and a mother of two girls. Being an entrepreneur has always been the foundation and passion of Tara's life. Well-traveled with a demanding career to boot, Tara has a love for the internet and all that it offers. As a former owner and operator of a local social media networking group for mothers, as well as an ongoing volunteer at her daughter's school, running the fundraisers with like-minded volunteers, running the pizza lunch program, and now forging ahead with her own virtual assistant business, Tara is truly superwoman, and I am just so fascinated with the work that she's been able to create while still maintaining her primary duties as a mom and as a wife. Tara grew up in Toronto, the only among four boys, can you say tomboy? This is her words, not mine, <laughs> which leads to her passion for golf, her competitive spirit, and her love for the great outdoors. Raising two strong girls and being an active role model in their life has led to many quiet moments of reading and learning, as well as some crazy dance parties and karaoke sessions. How fun is Tara, right? Um, I had no idea what to expect upon meeting her. She showed up at my co-working space and we just connected instantly and she's easy to talk to and easy to listen to. Um, I want to share a few things that I learned and then we'll dive right in. So Things that I really picked up from this episode, number one, it's okay to pivot your career path. Tara was a massage therapist and now she's a VA, okay? Barely correlated, right? Um, Another thing that we hone in on is using Facebook groups to learn and to educate yourself and to empower yourself to pick up a new skill or use a platform like Skillshare. Tara is a big advocate of figuring out a lot of VA-related things inside of her VA Facebook groups, which are free to join. Uh, and one more thing that I really learned from this episode was if you're feeling stumped or if you've been thinking about becoming an assistant or a VA, but you're just not really sure where to begin, make a list at what you're good at and what you like doing and see where that takes you. Explore yourself, right? What do you not like doing? So in this episode, we really dive into Tara's world of entering the VA industry, how she got her first client, the systems that she uses to stay organized, What life as a mom and as a business owner looks like, how she fits it all in, and so much more. So, whether you wanna be a VA, hire a VA, or simply just learn more about this fascinating industry that is growing, uh, I know you're gonna love this episode. So, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. I'll say it again please rate, review, and subscribe, i.e., open up your podcast app of choice, iTunes, if possible. And just type in "visionary life," and then if you could hit five stars or whatever you want to rate it, I would be super grateful. So enjoy the episode, and I'll talk to you on the other side. Okay, so Tara, thank you for coming down and um, checking out my co-working space. This is the first <laughs> podcast I've recorded here at Staples, so hopefully the sound is good and. I cannot wait to talk to you all about this world of being a virtual assistant. So first we're going to dive in with a little bit of rapid fire just so that the audience can get to know you a little bit better and you can just say the very first thing that comes to mind. So where did you grow up? Toronto. Awesome. Born and raised here. <laughs> yep. uh, is there a book or a podcast that you're loving right now? Um, do you know what? Most of my books are about
1: raising girls.
0: Mm, and the challenges
1: and the ride of raising mm-hmm. girls so when I want downtime which I think is one of the questions I
0: often turn to those books and kind of focus myself that way yeah very interesting and you have two girls you've actually had two girls 10 and 7 and busy, aw- household. busy and they're <laughs> awesome yeah. uh, when you feel stressed or overwhelmed as a business owner what do you do
1: I actually turn to improving my business so I'll go and I'll play with my website and I'll look at how I've worded things are the things that I want to change I find it energizes me and reminds me why I got started with it in the beginning Mm, so it kind of refreshes and refocuses
0: my brain what's the best part of your job being at home to be there with my girls Mm. And do you, on that note, do you like working from home or do you find that you need to get out and once in a while immerse yourself in a cafe or something like a co-working space? What do you prefer? Uh, I like to work from home,
1: 100%. -hmm. I do like to have the option of getting out when I need to, but I'm a bit of an introvert in the sense that I can hole up for days and be completely content. Uh, And I'm lucky to work with clients who... I get to go on site with meetings mm-hmm. and they provide that community feel that you sometimes crave so that you aren't feeling alone the whole time. Mm-hmm.
0: So that, that seems to work. That's awesome. Yeah, that's one thing I love too about the job that I do with coaching and consulting is that for the most part, I get to make my own schedule and be on my own but I still have that you know, ability to tap into if they are a Toronto-based business or if it's a local coaching client. It's always nice to have the option once in a while to just get some face-to-face connection and that human interaction that's so important. Absolutely, 100%. So let's zoom the lens back a little bit. Um, I'm sure you didn't always work as a VA or a virtual assistant. So what were you up to in the years leading up to launching your VA business? Give us a snapshot of what you were doing, who you were, how far back did I go? Because I actually started the entrepreneurial journey in my 20s. Okay, I, let's go there. Yes. I think the audience will be really fascinated to know um, your entrepreneurial and career path. So I did the typical go to university,
1: uh, but I worked and I was making lots of great money as a waitress, trying things out, not realizing at the time that you know I would end up where I am today, but ultimately decided not to pay all that money out for university degree and uh, I went to a college and I learned to become a massage therapist so I had a massage therapist business for a while but I realized quickly I didn't want to do the physical component I wanted to do the business side of things but I didn't have enough experience so I left and went and worked for a company so I did that for a while moved up through the ranks and got lots of experience and you know had the, the glory job you know I've got quotations going here of where there was a little bit of travel and conferences and things like that. And then um, my husband and I decided to get married. And two years later, we were pregnant with our daughter. And that's when everything changed for me. The thought of going back to the job that I had didn't fit with being a mom. I was the only female doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And the hours were crazy. And when I was talking to them, they were, well, if we expect you to be here at midnight, we expect you to be here. And if you have to be here for an 8 a.m. meeting, we expected to be here and so it just didn't gel with where i wanted to be and uh, so i stayed at home with my daughter but then about a year later i started um a business called mom's town toronto blue west it was sort of um uh, i can't think of what the word it is but, I, but there were lots of little uh, mom's town pockets okay. in different neighborhoods and so i picked up to start it in the toronto area and so i did that for uh whoa. Well, a year and a half, so I did about 20, 30 events a month. I ran an online web page where people would talk to each other. It was a support network. And then, so there were face-to-face events. There were events that happened online. And I did that for a while. Then I was having my second, and it became too much to cart all of these children's toys onto my stroller and go out. So we started doing things at my home. Chaos was crazy, and eventually I realized that the model wasn't working, so I sort of handed the business back, and then I didn't do anything for a while except raise my kids. But I'm a major volunteer at the school, and Mm -hmm. I run the pizza program, and I do a booster juice program at the school that they're at now, so I'm a heavy volunteer with that parent council, and so that sort of grew... Ideas in my brain in terms of what do I want to do, where could I go with this? And I had a lot of people that were like, "You're so organized, you're so structured. There's so much that you have to offer." And that, but I was doing after-school care for some additional income, and it was actually a mom that I worked with who put the light and the idea into my head. She said, oh, you know," and she's a small business owner mm-hmm. um, and a wonderful inspiration. And she planted the seed, which I tossed and turned over for quite some time. And then I just decided to go for it. And that's how I ultimately rolled into being
0: a VA. Very cool. Okay, so let's zoom back a little bit. I find it so interesting that you are a massage therapist. Mm -hmm. And you said you got into it, but realized that you weren't necessarily as interested in the physical and that you got inspired by the business side. It just really struck a chord with me when you said that, because I never really understood why. Like, I love nutrition. And I went to school to become a nutritionist. And I never really could put into words like what happened when I started practicing as a nutritionist because that was exactly my story was that, yes, it was all well and good to sit down with someone, work on their meal plan, but what really fascinated me was like the business. And I think when I recognized that it was okay to pivot and to step more into that and to keep learning about marketing and sales, it really opened up a whole new world. But um, I think there's so many people out there that... They sometimes feel like once they've accomplished their schooling, they may be stuck in that exact box, but it's having the self-awareness to know, you know, if something lights you up about your job that's totally random, maybe it's the website that you're building or something completely different, it's okay to follow that passion, right, which obviously led you. And you said you worked in a high-level corporate job. What exactly were you doing in that role? What skills were you learning at the time? So mostly sales but I was more on the technical side so the
1: job that I left before having made children 10 years ago I was technical liaison almost to the sales team so they would be bring a conversation to a point and then they would bring me in to carry through on the technical piece help build that part of the sales proposition Mm -hmm. and then I would work on um, on the other side not just client facing but I would support them Mm -hmm. in learning the material and So that was, it was fun. That was fun. That was very, uh, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, It
0: just didn't work to go back to. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure looking back on your journey now, you can kind of see how all the pieces started to come together for where you are today. So uh, let's transition now into what exactly a virtual assistant is. So assuming that many of the people actually listening to this podcast have maybe never heard of the industry, of the job opportunity before, but are likely yearning for something that might be flexible, like virtual assistant work. So could you give us an idea of what a VA is? So it's a pretty broad
1: um, to use of two words that can encompass so many things. It really, being a virtual assistant is taking a set of skills that you like and offering them out to other entrepreneurs, small businesses, and it could be website design. It could be uh, cleaning out their inbox. It could be answering phones for them. There's so many different things, but the biggest thing is to find what you like to do and and then turning that into your business. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I do a variety of different things. So I'm on a project, but I'm also working Um, as a part of the company as a whole and Mm -hmm. the vision that they have and helping them grow so there's different things and sometimes you start out with a plan and then you have to be flexible enough to to adjust Mm -hmm. to that plan Mm -hmm. and you can keep it simple or you can make it complicated Mm -hmm. and you can have one client or you can have multiple clients Mm -hmm. it's deciding what works for you Mm -hmm. but literally it can it's taking skills that you've developed either as a parent or in a profession or over the course of your journey, and making that
0: into a VA business. I love that. Such a great definition you really can put into <laughs> words in such a concise way that um, this job really could look a million different ways, and that's the beauty of it, because every business or business owner really has their own strengths and struggles, and sometimes their struggles are something that you might be really good at and you love doing. For example, I know I struggle with. Keeping thousands of emails in my inbox (laughs) and as you say like you could hire a virtual assistant someone who could help you get that organized it's like of course I need to hire that like if that's gonna keep me bogged down in my business you know I'm sure there's someone out there who can really help me to manage this so uh, let's take it back a little bit when you started having that conversation with the lady who suggested being a VA what was going on in your head? Did you know which skills you were gonna run forward with? Did you have to like sit down with a mentor or with her or reading blogs to figure out like how can I build this into a business? What was the process like? So I was blessed by the lady who made the recommendation for me to do this. She
1: actually uh, brought forward and said, I've got something coming up. Would you be available to help me? This is what it would look like. So we talked about what the hour commitment would be. And um, it fit. Totally with the amount of time that I had, I knew I didn't have a lot of time, and I knew it would take time to get into a groove and figure out how to schedule myself each day and apply myself so that I was productive. So I took on the one project. I still work with her, and we've grown our relationship. And I work with her, adding on additional hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started out more as a okay. This is how many hours I have, and. It squeezed into the rest of my life and my weekends, but that was often just trying to figure out how, okay, oh, I've got to finish what I'm doing and go and pick up the kids for lunch. Or it's, oh, it's the end of the day. Holy cow, how did we get to this period of time? And realizing that my day doesn't traditionally look like at a nine to five. It means applying myself for an hour here and then... You know shifting gears and then another hour here and after the children go to bed spending a little bit of time so it wasn't your it's not your traditional day by any means Mm
0: -hmm. but it works yeah and I think for a lot of people they're actually looking to get away from that traditional day Mm -hmm. I've been thinking so much lately about why I didn't thrive in the nine-to-five and I truly just don't think that I'm wired to work for eight or nine hours at a desk in a quiet place, like I love being able to get up at 6am, put in a couple hours, yeah. take a break, go work out, sit down at lunchtime, put in a couple hours and do it as it fits my life. I think it's great to do it
1: that way. Like Mm -hmm. you get a break, we get a break from the screen, we get a break from getting caught doing what we're doing, it moves your body around, like Mm -hmm. there's so much, so I, I enjoy, I have to turn it off at a certain time and I go and I get my kids and we reconnect and they get some good nutrition in their belly to go back and face the rest of their day. And mm-hmm. so it totally like same thing, not wired for the nine to five yeah.
0: at all. So you got this first project that your friend kinda handed over to you. At this point, had you legitimized your business by putting up a website? Did you get your business cards together? And then so walk us through actually putting together those official pieces of your business and making it feel real. Yeah, so the first
1: thing I did was put it together a website, which I've since changed probably three or four times and um, to find what works for me. Uh, So I did my, uh, first did my website organically, that transition to putting together a package and how does that look? Um, Reaching out to resources that I had um, found in these different Facebook groups and saying, you know, what do you think of this? And, um, you know, following by, by example, And that helped me get started as opposed to trying to come up with something out of my head that wouldn't necessarily get me the response that I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was basically the same thing. So at this point, I still develop and still working on contracts and I still am developing... Uh, my own sort of SOPs around how I want my business to flow and to plan Mm -hmm. for the next customer that comes on and how to transition. So I also brought in whatever systems I would need on the back end, what project management tool that I could use when I grew my business to manage the different projects for the different clients, as well as some of my own personal things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Getting the tools in place in terms of a, a CRM. How am I going to track who it is that I'm working with, how do I, where do I keep their information, and then where would I keep my uh, contracts that are signed, mm-hmm. and agreements that come out of that, if there's you know, not, um, non-disclosures and things like that that are part of the project that come into place, where do I keep that? Mm-hmm. And so investigating tools online, and so there's some great resources out there, and great people that are willing to share information, how they came to their journey as well. And they'll post you know here's a great website here's a great article um, which really really helps and then you pull from that what makes sense to your process to your brain and how it works and then how you want your business to grow and so that's really what I did to legitimize it was Mm -hmm. find the tools that helped me manage Mm -hmm. so I looked professional sounded professional and could respond in a timely manner and that was the other part too. So if you go to my website, i have um, utilizing lots of the technology that is out there. So I have a scheduler, I have a chat bot, which is a new way of communicating in sort of real time with people and that's on the website. Um, I go and I try out different tools because not every client works with the exact project management system or the exact presentation tool. They use different technology. So you want to become... Um, up-to-date in the language of some of these tools as well.
0: So I did a lot of that to legitimize my business for sure. Wow. Okay, so many good tips there. So first of all, I love that you used something as accessible as Facebook groups, which we all have access to, to learn more and to empower yourself and to uh, just educate you know yourself on what this whole industry really had the capacity of creating for you. I myself am a big fan of using Facebook groups, too, because I'm part of incredible digital marketing communities and social media communities, and when I have a question, I literally take it to a Facebook group that I feel comfortable with, and the amount of responses I get and the articles and the people that I've been able to tap into is so powerful. So I know oftentimes people think, Facebook, oh, I deleted my account years ago, but it's a really powerful networking tool. it really is a, a free education platform. If you curate your Facebook so that you are part of only inspiring groups, or that's right. part of groups that are free for industry professionals and things
1: like that, so so it's using it to knock out some of the noise that Facebook can give you, yeah, and using it, yeah, as a resource. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was felt stuck one day. I couldn't make a decision. I okay, this is. And I, oh, I was just feeling a little bit overwhelmed. And I thought, you know what, so I did. I turned to one of the Facebook groups that I'm comfortable with and I posted the question. And I got back from different points of view that made me think about things that I hadn't thought, oh, yeah, you know, and, oh, I was sort of getting stuck in it being my way as opposed to seeing the big picture. And so they kind of pulled me back. And that was great. Like, Mm -hmm. I I would have probably continued down that negative
0: energy had I not reached out to that resource. So it was a fantastic Mm -hmm. way to... Do you have a suggestion off the top of your head for a Facebook group you know of that is really great for starting or aspiring VAs? There's virtual assistant savvies
1: um, for the business management side of things, people that are looking more to not necessarily be a doer, but more of an implementer and a partner, Mm -hmm. uh, the Confident OBM Community is a really great one. There's some Canadian resources. I'm here in Canada. There's the VA. I can't think of the exactly VA community. I think is the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to look it up. So there's probably lots if you there's just search l- and there is. Find but them. it is finding the one that you feel like you're part of. You don't just randomly join a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Um, like so, research the group mm-hmm. before. Most of the groups also have a website. And so you want that corresponding website because that's where they house a lot of the resources and where the videos are and things like that and if they do any um, sort of open discussions and things you'll find them
0: on the website so are lots of spots to research the the Facebook groups as well very neat and I know that you gave us a pretty good overview of the fact that you invested in some systems and really getting uh, yourself organized Could you walk us through some of the key systems or tools or project management softwares that you as a VA find essential in your business? Project management tool,
1: because you need to keep yourself assigned to the different tasks. And I'm very much color coordinated, so the project management tools out of the box often come with templates that you can use that fit a particular client. So if you're working with an agency, you can find templates that are agency driven and help you move up uh, you know something on your to-do list to the next stage and um, that's been ex- really good for me. And um, which system exactly do you so use? So I started it with Trello that's a name so many people are familiar with because it's such a fr- it's a great free tool. Yes. Um, so I still do use that because it's Easy to use Mm -hmm. and it's not complicated. And when you're getting started, it's really easy to get caught up in complicated things. It doesn't have to be complicated. Keep it simple. Find the tools that are free. So Trello was a good one. Uh, You can use HubSpot for CRM uh, to manage your contacts, and that one's free. Um, G Suite I use a lot and it provides me a repository to store documentation and I can name my file folder convention. I can match my file folder to how a
0: client keeps theirs. Um, So there's a lot of flexibility that way. Cool. Yeah, But you would definitely suggest, like, get your project management software in place before things grow and you feel disorganized. Yeah,
1: because everybody knows Excel, and you can keep things in an Excel spreadsheet, but it can very easily become overwhelming. So if you have a tool like Trello where you can have one client has their own board and another client has their own board, and you can have an open where this task is now just sitting there and it's been assigned to you by your client. Mm -hmm. And then you can go, okay, I've started this. and You move it into your in-progress. And then you can move it into a column that says, uh, I need them to review. You know, it Mm -hmm. keeps you on task. Because when you're working at home, especially managing multiple clients, sometimes it's a little hard and you don't want to overwhelm yourself. You want to
0: keep yourself as focused as possible. Absolutely. Yeah, I myself use Asana. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. I definitely know Asana. I tried Trello, and for some reason it didn't click. And then I was introduced to Asana a couple years ago, and it changed the game for me. Because up until that point, I was still using paper to-do lists. And I was feeling overwhelmed with how much I was writing down. And so ever since moving over to that, I felt so much more and organized and they are incredible so many,
1: well yeah there's so many and it's finding the one that works
0: to your exactly. brain exactly so
1: the learning curve is less
0: yeah yeah cool so how did you eventually find your second client and your third client I know for people who are starting to think about entrepreneurship or maybe they want to become a VA Probably one of the most daunting thoughts is, but how will I ever get clients? So what did that journey look like? And did you have any marketing strategies? Was it organic? Was it referrals? Referrals, organic, um, talking about
1: it to people. Hey, have you heard what I'm doing? And then social media, of course, right? You know, um, targeting some of the things that I want to see on social media. So I'm not selling myself per se, Mm -hmm. but I'm talking about, things that are, other people are talking about. And people have arrived at me through social media. Some of them are directly from my community. I've had, um, I've told a bunch of friends who told a bunch of friends, and then nothing happened, and sort of I was like starting to get a little nervous and what have you, and then next thing you know, I, somebody reaches out and goes, you know what, I, I knew I needed somebody, I just had to get to that place, and I think I'm ready now. And so that's how it has really grown as well. But just word of mouth,
0: referrals, absolutely referrals. I know it's such a powerful form of marketing that I yeah. feel like some people get overwhelmed these days with I need to run Facebook ads, I need to do Google search engine optimization. I'm like, you need to get out there and tell people what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Just market yourself in natural, because you're passionate about it, so people yeah. will feel that, of right? Of course, yeah. And spending dollars on Facebook advertising, save that for when you're in a lull. Mm-hmm. You know, consider it. Put it on the back burner, but put the stuff that is going to, you know, bring the clients sooner
0: Yeah. and gets you talking about it. Because the more you talk about it, the more you're learning too. Mm -hmm. Very true, yeah, I always think of like, any time I teach something or educate on it, I am learning, and especially with the feedback that people give you through that conversation, you're always able to evolve your business. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's talk about something that I'm sure people are curious about. How do you establish your rates when you're first starting as a VA? Do you raise them, give yourself a raise? Uh, Let's talk about that and your experience.
1: So, that's probably the hardest part. Is determining your worth and so I started out with those groups and seeing what other people were charging for specific services and then thinking okay does that match my skill set would I be confident to be able to do that the first time and so that's one way of looking at it and then just picking a number in a specific range now some people say start at a specific and then on your second client raise your fee by 20% 20% or 15% and then scale it that way. So that's one way to do it. Another is to pick what your hourly rate would be based on what project you're, you're working on. Mm-hmm. If it's something that takes you X number of hours, you, know, you got to roll that out and figure out and s- sort of count backwards. It's going to take me this amount of time. What is my time worth? How much can I end up going over those hours? So do I build in a buffer into my hourly rate? Or maybe this is something that is a package and I'm not labeling myself by an hourly rate. And then there's also the thought of thinking, the way of thinking and structuring your payment saying, if I charge $30 per hour and I work it back and I say, I have to pay a tax on my earnings. So what does that tax number look like? And you slowly take that off and you realize, well, $30 isn't gonna cut it. I'm actually only working for $21 per hour. Mm-hmm. So working the system that way. So there's multiple ways of approaching it. Some people are analytical and like to look at the numbers, and some people are more of the, the bigger picture, and mm-hmm. saying, well, no, this project itself is worth this much per month. And, Absolutely. This is, and so uh, there's so many different ways, but using mm-hmm. those Facebook groups and saying, mm-hmm. what are other people charging, looking at that range, and then find your, finding your comfort zone. That's what I did mm-hmm. to first start out. And then I literally would put out my package and then say, well, actually, this this is a higher end service. So it's worth more. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna put that into, you know, X per month as opposed to I'm an hourly service. Okay. So that was one. Very day. interesting.
0: Yeah. So I guess it's worth spending time just you exploring whether you want to be hourly versus package based. And I love that you mentioned that You know, just because you charge $30 an hour, that's not necessarily what's coming into your business, especially when you factor in taxes. Things like you as a solopreneur probably don't have health care benefits or paying out of pocket for these things. Mm -hmm. You're investing in systems for your clients, like who's paying for those? There are just so many things that I think can... Um, just challenge you to think maybe you're worth a little bit more, or mm-hmm. just be sure not to discount yourself. So you're working for pennies an hour. So.
1: And the thing is, people tend
0: to think when you're working, for, you're working for somebody. When you're
1: you have, but you're not. You are a business working with a business, so you have to treat it like a business. You can't say I'm just an individual offering a service. Some people are comfortable with that. They just want to go in, do a project, or do a specific task, and out. Right, mm-hmm. there's no complications, um, but it is all of those things bundled together mm-hmm. and looking at it. I mean, if you take um, offering social media services, say somebody's launching a new brand, or um, a real estate agent who is, you know, sort of taking off with their business, and they need to establish and update their website and they need to reach out to social media and come up with a message and things like that they're asking for more than you just posting something to Facebook mm-hmm. they're asking for you to curate content you need to realize the time it actually takes to come up with that sort of thing and then equate that to a dollar value so in that scenario a package is a far better deal because then you you either come out ahead or you come out behind wherever you are in the learning curve Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that takes time but you offer a lot more value than sort of an hourly rate
0: does Mm -hmm. that make sense yeah no absolutely it makes so much sense to me Um, and I'm really happy that you brought that up so uh, let's think about someone listening to this podcast we have a lot of small business owners who listen at what point in their business should they consider hiring a VA? When they wake up and they don't want to
1: start their day and they're overwhelmed or they look at their inbox and they think, oh my goodness, how am I going to get through this? Um, what other things am I struggling with? What have, where have I dropped the ball? And when you start having that conversation with yourself, that's a great time to say, what is the one task that I don't like to do? could is there somebody out there that could help me with that so for some people it is their inbox and coming up with the pros for some people it's managing their calendar and so they don't have the time to go in and clean up their calendar or clean up their inbox and so it it gets put off and it gets put off and it gets put off and then you've got this big cloud over your business and you're not enjoying it anymore Mm -hmm. so when you start to feel if I don't feel like doing this today. That's a great time to start writing a list. What don't I like to do about my business? And then finding that VA and start researching because different VAs offer different things, different personalities come through. So you've got to find the VA that has the personality
0: that fits with you as well. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. And I love that suggestion to write a list of what you don't like doing anymore because those are likely the first things you need to outsource to someone else mm-hmm. uh, so that you can free up time to do what you're actually good at. Exactly. And how can somebody find a VA? I know you've mentioned there's these portals and Facebook groups and you know maybe referral is the best way, but if someone listening is a small business owner they're thinking, okay, I think I'm ready to hire someone but they don't have anyone in their immediate network, where do they go? How can they find someone like you? I was gonna say to start with their
1: network and ask, do you know a VA? Do you work with a VA? Because the statistics on the number of people that actually work with a VA is astounding, way larger than people actually realize. So they're out there and people know about them. So start with a trusted network source, Mm -hmm. right? That would be the best thing. Then like there are, you can type into some of the business, um, like there's, I, I can't think of it right now, but um, like Toronto businesses, you can go in and you can list them. It's almost like a Yellow Pages, but online. Right. So you can start there as well. And very quickly, within the first couple of minutes of looking at somebody's website, you're going to know whether that's somebody that you want to work with. Mm-hmm. You can type into Google, um, because the, the VA doesn't have to live where you live, right? You might want somebody local, but they don't have to. So if you turn to the internet and you Google virtual assistant services Toronto, you're going to get a list of people. If you cl- click virtual assistant services, social media, you're going to get a specific mm-hmm. li- list of people. Mm-hmm. So that's a great way to go. But honestly, the best is to just let people know, hey, I'm looking for help with my business. Mm-hmm. I am meeting with an author next week, and I've been on her social media when she's you know had some... Postings of oh my, my book is doing really well and here it is in the you know the New York Times and whatever and so watch to see if some of these people commenting on anything that you're putting out are these people mm-hmm. because they're showing you that they're interested in your stuff that they know something about your business so that's also a really great place
0: to mm-hmm. to start mine your own data. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So do you ever pitch people who you think are on the cusp of needing a VA and say, Hey, I actually offer X, Y, Z to my clients. If you ever want to learn more about my service, like here's a pitch deck, or do you wait for them to come to you? So far,
1: mostly just waiting. Yeah. Um, It will organically come up in conversations. So I have Mm -hmm. a friend who uh, does real estate and invest in, in real estate investing. And he... Is updating his website and I went to him and said okay that's awesome you should be producing content around that you need to get onto the social media and here's the platforms that I think that you need and, and it was this great conversation you know ultimately we're not working together because he's not ready yeah. but I went and exactly that but it just came out of
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh I know this guy and he's a lot to love blah, and it's we
0: sort of it just grew that way and yeah. that was a, just a natural and the important part is conversation. that you're planting seeds. Like I always say that to my clients and students of my business program is that if you're not out there planting seeds every day, you're not doing your job as a business owner because yeah. that is likely the most important thing that's going to bring in revenue to your business is getting out there, talking to people, putting up a post, like plant seeds and eventually yeah. some of them will harvest. So, you know, have that awesome. conversation with Your friend who has a business and just let them know like hey this is what I do and then check your box for the day that you planted a seed that day and yeah nourish it and someday he may come to you and say I need to hire you now so you always have to be thinking you um, can't sit back and wait for business to mm -hmm. arrive you have to be
1: active So even making on your to-do list every day putting aside a half an hour and calling four people Mm -hmm. or posting or commenting on four people that you follow. and Make sure that your branding somehow identifies what you do, mm-hmm. right, when you're commenting. Um, but that's a pretty easy way. People are pretty swift these days and we're pretty quick to be able to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, so using that to your advantage mm-hmm. without being overly sales pitchy because that
0: could also turn people off. So it has to be something like you have to be talking naturally, mm-hmm. right? And just to kind of round up that conversation for people looking to hire a VA. Do you need qualifications, certifications, or should someone be looking at the VA's life experience and job experience and you know v- VA experience versus like I went through this course to become a VA? What do you suggest? All of the above. Okay, there is no right
1: answer to that question. Absolutely, certifications. Um, can allow you to charge more per hour. Mm-hmm. So that's one way of looking at it. But life experience is a big piece, right? Um, education, job experience in the pack, past. You don't want somebody who on their website says that they can do all of these skills and then when you actually dig a little deeper you realize that they, they've never worked you know, in accounting but you're mm-hmm. asking them to do your books. So all of those are your um, QA that you have to go through when you're hiring a VA, 100%. -hmm. um, To make sure that you're not bringing something, because that can cause problems down the road if you bring somebody on who doesn't have a lot of experience. But there's also the opportunity if somebody is trying to grow their business and you are business to business, to be able to say, let's do a little barter here. You help me here and I'll help you learn. Mm -hmm. And if you can allow for that in your business, fantastic Mm -hmm. but if you've got a hard deadline or something that you need uh, a problem that has to be solved and
0: you want to look for somebody that has specific experience great advice so i'm curious as a va do you ever think about like ways that you'll eventually grow your business and potentially bring on team members Or is the point of a VA to keep it small, to keep it to just you, to be simple in your business? I'm sure that it could go either way, but maybe let's hear your take on where you see the future of this business going. It can be as personal
1: as you want it to be, and you can keep it yourself, or you can set your sights. It really depends on what people want out of it. And there are more, there are a lot of people who are happy to keep it simple, Mm -hmm. to just do it, there's, they're not taking work home or having to, the expectation of having to do additional work at night. They just want to do a task, make a little bit of money, and then mm-hmm. you know, move about their day right? or, or life. Right. Then there are people who have bigger goals, and bringing on other VAs mm-hmm. is a way to do that. You can expand. You can create a more scalable business model for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, obviously, comes um, higher expectations from the client, and more pressure. So if you want to go that route, you again need to write out your goals about, is it realistic for me? When do I need to bring that first person in? How am I going to make sure they're working to my expectation as well as my client's expectation? And so you're kind of building a different business model there. So it, it has to work for you. So I'm a mom. I know I have X number of hours per month and I would like to be able to still have summers off with the girls and, you know, but still tickle my brain and mm. challenge myself. So it's, I have to look at the whole, the whole thing. So for now, keeping it just me works, um, cause I'm also learning. I'm growing that way. And then you come up to the point where, oh, I hadn't thought of that. Um, it's better that it's just me, right? Mm -hmm. But some people out of the gate are like, I want to bring on other VAs, and they go hard, and they get a ton of clients. But again, systems, Mm -hmm. process, time allocation, and managing those resources are all things that you have to consider. So you can take a piece of paper, and on one side of the paper you put, you know, company, X number of VAs below me. This is their rate, what's my rate then? Or you can, Make a list in the, on the other side and say, just me, my rate, my responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So you got to figure out what works for you. Yeah. And what works for you now will change. We all evolve. Mm-hmm. Our lifestyle and everything changes. As my kids get older, I'll have more time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So kind of coming up with a year plan, five-year plan, mm-hmm. a goal list is a really good thing. And it might look one way at one time and mm-hmm. something else after.
0: I love that. Yeah, it really does, again, showcase the fact that this business can look how you need it to for the time, right? Maybe you're a new mom and you only want one client. That's wonderful. Bring in some side income, keep you stimulated. But as you're, you know, pleasing that client and they're happy with you, maybe your kid goes off to school and you're ready to take on that next one. And you may continue to be inspired to build out a team and, you know really sky's the limit with a business like this so uh-huh. I it's very inspiring to hear that mm-hmm. now I think to kind of sum this all up and I know you've mentioned it a little bit I'd love for you to just paint a picture of what a current day in the life looks like for you for me yeah for you <laughs> just because I know a lot of people listening are still probably trying to wrap their head around how could I launch this business and how would it integrate into my current life maybe they're a mom Maybe they're not, and they just have a couple other side projects that they're doing, and they're looking for one more income stream. So I'd love for you to just paint a picture. What does your day in the life look like for you? Day in the life for me?
1: Oh, let's see. I have about um, from about nine to eleven thirty to apply to my job, my virtual assistant business, mm-hmm. and then my kids come home for lunch. And then they go back, and I have from about one o'clock because I like to clean up my kitchen and what have you, which is t- typically my workspace. Yeah. And I I realize you know at two thirty tonight this is what I aspire to make for dinner, so I got to cut it off a little bit early and start dinner. And then my kids are home, and I want to be with them. And sometimes they have a friend come over, and I get additional hours to work.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I, I create I you hear a lot of people um, blocking your calendar. Mm-hmm. So I start by, every day is different. Every day I look at it and I say, what do I need to do today? And I mentally say, these are the tasks I'd like to accomplish. So I start by blocking in the things I cannot change. I can't change the time that the kids have to go to an activity. I can't change the time that they're home for lunch. Um, I can't start my work until after they've gone to school. Um, And then I put in the things that I'd like to accomplish. This task will take me this amount of time. So for me it changes shape each mm-hmm. and every day. Sometimes I'll have a Saturday where the kids are content playing by themselves and I can mm-hmm. accomplish a few extra hours and they're happy to let me work. And I'm showing them wonderful things by you know, applying myself to, hey, look what mommy can do on my website, check it out, right? And engaging them in the in the process as well. Mm-hmm. There are days when I am not productive, I don't feel like doing anything where I have to really utilize my calendar and look at it. Mm-hmm. So the answer to that is sometimes it's, easy to say yep it's two hours here it's two hours here and it's three hours here Mm -hmm. that's as a mom that's not always reality i have to go with the flow Mm -hmm. i aspire to have a structure every single
0: day Mm -hmm. but right now it still fluctuates based on what's happening that's good to know and it's i think an important lesson too to you know try as much as you can to structure your days but also leaving yourself that grace to have flexibility because you're doing this work because it allows you to be flexible, Mm -hmm. not so that you have to like miss out on your kid's sport event and feel like you have to be away from them when you want to be with them. The beauty is that you can do the work when you need to. But of course, having those systems in place to make sure you get it done is going to be a vital piece of your success as a VA.
1: And the other thing to remember too is knowing what works for you. Some people are night bugs, some are morning bugs. And so the most productive time of your day is when you want to find that time and so as a mom, it might mean I get up an hour before the kids and I knock a few tasks off. But I'll tell you, I feel very productive. Those are probably my most productive days. So that tells me mornings are actually pretty good for me. It gives me a quiet coffee, a little typing time to get some tasks done. But I can also on the flip side, turn around and say, after the kids are to bed, I've, I've built a mountain of things that I would like to do. And tomorrow I have this and I have, so I have less, I'm one hour down. I don't have that additional hour tomorrow so I'm going to spend a little bit of time tonight. Mm-hmm. So it might make one day a little bit longer and the next day a little bit shorter, but it is that flexibility of saying, okay, if I put in one extra hour today, I've got mm-hmm. I can go and I can shop or I can go get my nails done. Yeah. I need to
0: get my hair cut. there's all those types of that's the beauty of it right or if you want to take Friday off you just kind of cram your hours into Monday (laughs) to Thursday or the kids have a PD
1: day yeah okay how am I going to make it work in a four day period now Mm. versus having a five days to accomplish these tasks so it's rolling with those and for people that don't have Mm. kids it might be um, Mm. spending a day at the gym or having lunch with friends and you know just kind of accounting for that when you're using your calendar to plan your tasks Mm. and what you need to
0: achieve And then working in the timeline of the client, right? Definitely. So final question that I'll ask you. Um, I know a lot of people are likely going to want to learn a little bit more and potentially want to dive into this world and explore the option to become a VA. So for someone listening who really is excited about this idea, I just want you to, from your own experience, what is one thing they could do today to maybe set themselves up for a future career in VA or to learn more. What would be that one piece of advice you would say, here's what you need to get started on today if you want this to be your future? To make a list of your skills. Mm. So to, to see
1: if, if the skills are something that you could market to a client. Because mm-hmm. I think we all have these notions of what we're capable of doing, um, but does that translate, mm-hmm. right? And, and then going through all the things that you don't like to do there's a lot of things that we don't like to do and over the course of you know working in an office or you know working at, um, as a customer service rep at a Staples you learn a lot about things that you like and some people I don't want to talk to anybody right Absolutely. and so you might have great conversational skills amongst your friends but maybe that doesn't translate in a, a business format so making mm-hmm. a list of what you feel you could turn around and, and it would Mm -hmm. be great and then find a book that makes sense you know for some people it's that lean in book Mm -hmm. right Um, for other people it's not having a book related to business it's a book allowing yourself to disconnect and just read or watch a show like I'm a Grey's Anatomy fan and if I can tune out and then refocus that's awesome Mm -hmm. and if I when I was starting I, I would often get overwhelmed with there's so much to learn I have yet this to research Um, For me, I built my website. I found where I wanted to, what I wanted it to look like. I looked at what other people were doing. That's how I, when I was
0: really starting to think about it, that's what I did. That's what really got me excited to get going. Mm -hmm. I love that because a whole concept that I've been fascinated with lately is how we get ideas out of our head onto paper and then take action on them. And I think that is the best system is to take what's in your brain get it all written out and then you kind of like highlight one or two things that you're able to actually put into action mm-hmm. like you said just making that list of your skills is really the first step in being aware of can this become a business and what do i need to do next absolutely so, yep. amazing well i feel like there's been so much good information <laughs> packed into this show i talk to you all day about this business uh but i'd love to just end with you maybe sharing where people can find you online how can they learn more about you My website is
1: tararitchieva.com, so that's one place, and I'm on social media as um, richie Toronto VA, Uh, so you see a lot of my family on that.
0: Uh, I am also on Facebook just as Tararitchie, and uh, people can start there as well. Amazing. Well, I will have all of those links in the show notes so people can find them on my website. And I would encourage them to reach out to you and you know, check out what you do because I think it's very inspiring to hear yeah. about I, your industry. I'm happy to
1: share with anybody that needs to know more information because that's what worked for me was to just take other people's knowledge mm-hmm. and then apply it to what worked for me. So I, I love to share. Awesome. Build that
0: community, right? Well, thank you so much for being on the show, and I hope to keep in touch with you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Visionary Life. Did you learn something new or are you inspired to take action on a new project? If so, please get in touch with me on Instagram at Kelsey Rydell or in our secret Facebook community. Just search Visionary Life by Kelsey Rydell on Facebook. Please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It helps us share the stories of visionary entrepreneurs with more and more people. If you're interested in working with me, just head to KelseyRiddle.com. And if you've been thinking about joining my 90-day business coaching program, please reach out and book a free 15-minute call, and I'd love to chat with you. Have an incredible day.